Hey! Hi, this is Dr. Christine. And Dr. Colin. And we are your co-hosts for the exciting new podcast called Love, Love Scrubs, Scrubs, and Stories, where we dive deep into the world of dating and relationships and go beyond the people wearing the white coats, the scrubs, and the stethoscopes. Come join us on this journey where we engage in dialogue and share stories of love, heartbreak, resilience, and triumphs. And we also navigate our professional lives with our hearts on our sleeves. Please remember to subscribe and hit the notification button to stay up to date on all future episodes. And And we we look look forward forward to seeing you inside. inside. Hey, everyone. What's going on? (laughs) (laughs) So welcome to the Love, Scrubs, and Stories podcast. I'm your co-host, uh, Dr. Colin Zhu, or just Colin from now on. And this is... And I'm your other co-host, Dr. Christine Wen, or just Christine. We are so <laughs> excited to be here today. And we have an exciting topic and guest expert to share with you all. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, this is a, you know, if you're just tuning in, you're just finding us, you know, off of, you know, some algorithm that you found off of your, you know, favorite podcast. This is a podcast, you know, meant for single and or, you know, uh, healthcare professionals that are in committed relationships. And whether you are in love, looking for love or anywhere in between, uh, we want to be able to uh, have you guys. And so we're going to have a lot of fun today. We have a you know brilliant brilliant guest um, expert but before we introduce her I want to know Christine you know when was the last time we talked about STDs and STD testing and you know is it important to talk about right like you and I like let's just say we're you know a scenario right we're dating right uh, first time date you know when is it appropriate to bring up that question do we do it from the get-go do we do it during dinner do we do it while we're intimate like when when do we actually you know bring it up very, very good questions, Colin. Exactly. It's like there's this, we talk about it to our patients. We, it's like, do we apply that? I mean, do we follow our own medicine is, is the question also, right? Is what, is what you're saying. And so there's, there's the, uh, what we should do, right? And then there's the reality of what actually happens, you know, you know, like those photos of like, you know, what you do, what, how people see you do it and how you do it. Uh, it could be very, very different because there's, you know, we have different identities. We, we are healthcare professionals and we are also single out in the dating world, dating in the wild or dating, dating online. In the wild. And when we're out in the wild, do we follow our own medical advice? Right. Very, very good questions. And well, let's know, talk about this. When is the appropriate time to ask? Uh, when is the appropriate time? I, you know, I don't know that there's an exact answer per se. I would say, you know, as with all things, right? <laughs> I hate to be the one to say it. It depends, right? So what is the, you know, what is the dynamic like between, you know, you and your date? Um, where are you at in the relationship? And are you at, you know, the screening phase, you know, the, the date zero or the date one or what, how far along are we? Right. I mean, let's, let's be real about screening this. Phrase. <laughs> screening phase. So everyone let's be everyone real about comes this. through like a filter, right? Everyone comes through a filter of screening. And uh, what is your comfort level, right? We're, we're all different in terms of how we approach uh, dating and relationships. And, and, and from there, it also dictates, you know, how we go about in discussing uh, STDs and the whole topic of intimacy, right? Because that's essentially what we're getting at is is the the inti- intimacy part. And at what point do we bring that up? And I'm a huge proponent, you know, and wholeheartedly agree that it's very, very important for um, STD testing. 
Right, right. And I and I'm also very curious on, you know, like we said, um, or asked before, like, do we practice our own medicine? So I would love to ask, you know, our uh, guest expert, you know, are there any, you know, any data or any, you know, anything that you see of us following our own medicine? Do we do, you know, do we do, you know, our own checkups um, as well? So, you know, Christine, you're also the host of, you're also the founder and host of your own community, Wycombe Romance, and you have a flourishing community. Was that a question that was posed, polled or posed in, in the in the chats? Do you know offhand? Yeah, we, I mean, we don't, there, there hasn't been an exact poll per se, although that, that is a good idea, but we do talk about STD testing through different, you know, through different posts and comments and sub threads and so forth that ask in terms of what's everyone's comfort level with that. Because the question becomes like, you know, are you the type of person that is like going on a date with papers in hand, right? (laughs) Or do we ask for everyone's papers, right? I mean, we're asking what everyone's COVID status vaccine status, you know, in the yeah. beginning, it was more, um, more the issue wherever you went, you got to carry your papers, right? And uh, are we carrying yeah. our COVID papers? Are we carrying our STD papers with us on a date? And at <laughs> what what date number, right? These are, these are the right. reality of, of like, are we there? And, and is the, the concern of that being an issue in terms of how we approach a relationship? And it just seems like, you know, it, it's, it's tricky, right? And, and it really comes down to some you know, very personal, like beliefs and personal comforts as far as like how, you know, how you feel about intimacy and what's the importance of finding out someone's like STD status. And so I would love for our guest expert to kind of fill us in because I would love to hear the latest guidelines on where we're at and what the recommendations are. And for you know, sure. from there, then I think it's up to each one of us to decide to our comfort level and kind of where we're at in terms of how, how we want to approach dating when it comes to intimacy and the importance of STD testing um, before that happens or whatever, wherever you're at. Yeah, I agree with you. I think it's a number of factors and variables. It's timing. It's, you know, the accessibility, you know, nowadays you could actually just go on a website order what you need to order, the box comes in, you do your thing, right? And you send it off. And you know, it, it, it totally cuts out going to the doctor, having some sort of, you know, screening evaluation. And then, you know, you know, it just a lot of time has, you know, been cut out. And, you know, I think that's, you know, been great as well. So let's introduce our guests. So her name is Dr. Talika Singh, and she is a infectious disease specialist. She is uh, here in Orange County, California. She's Yay. affiliated <laughs> with the UCI Medical Center. Um, she has received her medical degree from, I'm going to butcher this, Kasturba uh, Medical College in Manipal, India, and has been practicing for more than 20 years. She's board certified as an HIV specialist, infectious disease, and she is... She's also an investigator, principal investigator in several clinical trials as well. And she's also working as a staff physician at UCI. So, and and Dr. Christine, would you like to share some of her hobbies to get to yes, know as a yes. person? Because she's a person of the human being. Oh, yeah, th- th- I mean, 
obviously she's highly qualified. You know, she, uh, Dr. Singh also loves to travel to Mexico and other exotic places, enjoys the outdoors as much as she can. She finds peace with mindfulness through Pilates, yoga, and meditation. All really wonderful Ooh, things. I Ooh, love so it. Now, so, yeah. Shall we bring her on? Yes, let's bring her on. So... Hello. Hello there. Hi, Dr. Tulika Singh. And Hi. thank you Hi, so much Tony. for joining us Hi, on Christine, the Love Scrubs podcast. <laughs> yeah, thank you for yeah. having me. Thank you so much for, uh, you know, coming on, taking, you know, the time out. And yeah, so um, are you calling from Southern California right now? Or are you traveling out and abouts right now? I'm actually home right now. So I am calling from home. And you look amazing. Yeah. So I you are. <laughs> so like, I, I hope there. it's just I just watched it. <laughs> yeah. So you're not only a guest expert, but you're also part of our um, white coat romance community. So we're really excited. And I'm always like perplexed. I mean, like, look at you, you know, Talika, you're gorgeous. Like, what's what's going on with the, the men out there? Like, do we need to page our ophthalmologist colleagues and, and make sure that they get an eye exam? Or what's what's going on? How's, how's it going they for you? They probably need to get their own eyes checked. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what's going on. I think there is definitely a wave amongst women also, you know, physician or non-physician to kind of take our time um, in vetting our, you know, prospective potential partners and take our time and not rush into a, a new romance, you know, guilty. Like I was, I used to like wear my heart on the sleeve and like I would fall in love so quickly. And, you know, over time I realized that, you know, the more time you spend in the beginning is better than take your time. What's the hurry. And so I think that's what's going on. I think people are taking their time. Yeah. It's, it is good to take your time because, you know, at this point, in our lives, I think we hopefully all have a pretty good idea, know ourselves pretty well, you know, in order to be able to find that compatible partner. So, but we would love to take advantage of your expertise. Oh, before and, that, before that, we, oh, we that's like right. to start off. We like to start off by asking, "What is your pickup line?" Okay, and uh, we prompt this, you know, before our guest comes on. So, uh, Doctor Talika, we are in the coffee room. We are in the doctor's lounge, and you just came off of a, you know, shift. I'm just starting a shift, and you approach me, and your pickup line is, "Oh my god." Uh, <laughs> you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep it in the vicinity of my infectious disease world. So I would say, well. Colin, you know, you can't spell virus without you and I. <laughs> we both get tested. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah I love that's it. a good one all right awesome perfect and it's so awesome. perfect especially for you with your specialty i love it all i right. love it so christine why didn't you start off the first question for our amazing amazing uh guest expert yeah so colin and i were just talking about just the importance of you know std guidelines std testing and you know when it comes to relationships and intimacy and that's something that we you know educate our patients on and the question becomes like, you know, how many of us as healthcare professionals dating in the wild actually follow our own advice that we apply to patients? And and part of it is, you know, being also up to date. And we would love to hear and our audience would love to hear what the latest STD guidelines are to okay. start. Well, thank you for that question. So I think we on the straight side can learn a little bit from the gay side when it comes to online dating, they actually have apps, dating apps, where they have their, you know, different STD, um, STI, HIV status that they can actually highlight on their apps. 
And there is a way that they can match with, you know, if there's an HIV positive community in dating side, they can actually match with HIV positive community. So they kind of are a little bit ahead in the sense that they do not have that low stigma when it comes to dating with SDIs. As much as we on our side see that, um, it's definitely a taboo topic. It's definitely stigmatizing. If somebody had it, like, you know, if, if your girlfriends are talking and somebody got something, it's always like, oh my God, don't tell anybody, but this happened to me and stuff like that. So there's definitely more stigma on our side. What I would say is like, if you look at the epidemiology of these STIs, they are actually not going down. So obviously the MSM gay population has more of it, but in the straight population as well, this is definitely going up. Syphilis, especially, and chlamydia are two SDIs that are rising in our population. And some of it is because not getting tested and diagnosed. And then second of it is like not getting treatment or completing a treatment because of stigma or whatever. So one of the things that I do in my practice clinically um, is definitely ask every patient their sexual history, right? You know, it starts mm-hmm. with the sexual history. How many of us are even comfortable taking that? I literally went to school for two years to learn how to take sexual history in ID fellowship. But I know like we don't spend that much time in our primary care. It's like we have to do 500 different things. And sexual history is just like, thir- you know, what? how much time we do even have. But, you know, always start with the sexual history. Take Start taking sexual history with your patients. Take sexual history of your partners, of the people you're dating. And it doesn't have to be the clinical way. I know we are doctors. We might not be dating doctors. We might be dating outside our community. And so how would you, if I may ask, um, yeah. Dr. Chuliko, how would you go about you know, approaching that topic? Because it's always a sensitive topic, even for yeah. healthcare professionals when it comes to dating. How would you, what, what are your, your recommendations on how to bring up that topic and how to open up that conversation with with finesse. <laughs> okay, good question. So obviously, I don't do that on my first date, right? It's like, mm. for me, like, you know, sex is so far away from the first date. First date is just about learning about them and like just the basic stuff or the previous relationship, like, you know, just kind of getting to know them. I definitely start hinting about sexual history and sexual, you know, STI testing, more in few dates down where I am thinking like, okay, this is going to be something that I'm going to potentially become intimate with this uh, partner. And at that time I say, Hey, listen, you know, this is kind of like my rule that for myself, for safety, as well as my partner's safety, that I always get tested for all the STDs. And um, so, okay, there's an STD and STI word. Like a lot of people are like, why why have the ID doctors started using STIs? So this is like a recent change. STDs, you know, sexually transmitted diseases. STIs is sexually transmitted infection. We were bored. So we decided to just change the terminology because we were like, you know, not all infections actually lead to disease. Some are just there. So we can just actually technically call it infection. So STIs versus STDs. see me use std sti kind of almost interchangeably mm-hmm. but the real new term is sdis mm-hmm. so just another <laughs> thanks tip. for the explanation <laughs> i know because it's like yeah why is she saying sti and std sometimes so that's just like, because we need more acronyms in our heads right? and more you know right? name yeah. changes it's right just a board 
in a meeting. Of yeah, we got to sound smarter, you know, when we're out in the wild and just throwing acronyms out left and right. Yeah, it's like, hey, can can you get tested for STIs and your partner is like, what? What is that? I don't know what that is. <laughs> but yeah, so I would definitely put on your lead by example. So I said, I want to get tested. And I would love if you would get that too. And here's a list. <laughs> so I have a little. Uh, a so, so do you have like a list? Like a, you have a, like a, on a, what, a business do, card? Do, Wait, is it like down? a scroll that you just like, un, un, like just let go? And you go <laughs> do we, well, should, should we be handing out these business cards for, it's, for prospects? Yeah, it's, it's saved in my phone. It's something mm-hmm. that I will just text, you know, and it's like, Basically, the the basics, like the hepatitis B, hepatitis C, HIV, and those are on the you know virology side, and then then the chlamydia, gonorrhea, and syphilis. Those are the six things you know to check because in males we don't check for trichomonas, we don't check for HPV. Um, there's some age guidelines too. I'm not dating anybody under 25, but there's some age related guidelines with STDs, you know, under 25, that's recommended under 20, over 25. It's not recommended. So stuff like that. So I do have uh, a little, I'm happy to share with you guys, but basically hepatitis B surface antigen, HIV antigen antibody test, hepatitis C antibody and then uh, for syphilis, if the RPR is good enough. And then gonorrhea, chlamydia, urine testing. You know, I don't want them to hate me and get a urethral swab because we have more advanced testing. Now the NAT testing is actually available in urine. So they don't have to injure their penis and get this testing done. It's pretty painless. That is lovely to hear. It. I mean, hey guys, we'll be right back. And now a word from our sponsors. The Love Scrubs and Stories podcast is a collaboration and co-production between The Chef Doc and White Coat Romance. The Chef Doc is a wellness platform that offers innovative approaches to thriving and offers a self-empowerment book, podcast series, on-demand masterclass series, as well as a brand new app. The app provides self-guided education such as food as medicine, self-care, and resilience. Coaching services are also available, whether you prefer one-on-one or group-type settings. Please go now to your app store, as well as Apple as Google Play to download for free. White Coat Romance is a dating app for healthcare and health-related professionals and students in the U.S. and Canada. It's a lively space where you can find love, companionship, and build meaningful connections with like-minded professionals. If you're single, go to the App Store and Google Play to download and join our vibrant community. As we both serve these amazing communities, we also acknowledge the value of continuing education. Therefore, we're super excited to share an enticing opportunity with our listeners. Our episodes are continuing education eligible. That's right. You now have the opportunity to earn valuable credits while enjoying our content. Rest assured, the episodes will always remain free as we are committed to supporting our communities and amplifying the voices of healthcare professionals. To get a better understanding of how this works, the first three episodes are free to obtain, then the rest of the podcast episodes are at a nominal cost. So you might be asking who can earn credits? Well, physicians, nurses, nurse practitioners, physicians associates, pharmacists, dentists, as well as dietitians and dietetic technicians. If you find yourself in need of CE credits, we kindly ask you to consider directing your CE funds towards supporting our cause. Your contribution would greatly help us nurture our podcast production and continue to bring you valuable content. We are deeply grateful for your support. From all of us here at Love Scrubs and Stories Podcast, thank you so much for choosing us. And enjoy the rest of this episode. Hey guys, thanks for listening. And now back to the episode. You know, it's, it's what's your take? 
on HSV, should should that be should patients, you know, anyone who's single who's wanting an STD panel so test, should they be asking question. for that? That's a great question. So the guidelines are a little bit torn when it comes to HSV. So the GYNs are very good at that. They will do that. They think like when the baby is coming out, they need to test the mother, make sure that it HSV one or two, whatever is, you know, they just want to know. But for infectious disease, our community don't recommend HSV testing um, as part of screening. But if somebody has had an HSV herpes outbreak in the past, you know, it's not easy to tell your partner that, oh, by the way, why don't you throw in an HSV testing too? Because I had herpes. Like, no, you know, people are not going to say that. But there are some legal implications of that. There are some states where it can be something that you don't divulge and it can be a legal implication. It's it's not, it's, it's going to be hard to prove that in court, but at the same time, it's just like, you can always tell your partner. It's like, by the way, you know, I, I didn't get the HSV testing. I'm not getting, I'm not requesting it from you, but this is the panel that is recommended for testing in everyone and anyone. And HSV testing, if you want to, Christine, if you are like, okay, you know what? We're getting all these six testing. Why not just HSV also request that and get yourself tested too. And if you already have got it tested and you know your results, you can always share that or get it tested again. I believe in fair, uh, it being a fair thing. So like if I'm ex- requesting that from my partner, then I'm also getting that done. Gotcha. But I yeah, see. more towards when it comes to getting to where, you know, there will be fluid uh, exchange level. And not like, <laughs> besides, if I get it now, like in-, in You're talking about sharing drinks. Yes, exactly. That too. Yeah. Well, that was from the first- Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So in terms of dating, switching it back to dating, right? And let's just say you're dating a non-clinician, right? And your timeline, right, is like far out, you you know, you just mentioned. So what if the opposite person, I don't know, you know, wants to speed things along and, you know, and let's just say, you know, happenstance, rhetorically speaking, you, you know, are okay with that. Do you speed up the process? Do you wait until, you know, you get everything bad? Like, how does that conversation, you know, for those that, you know, let's just say, you know, something happens, right? And things are a lot earlier than expected. Like, yeah. how does that conversation would go? I mean, always wear a condom, right? Condoms can be worn from the first date. You don't have to wait for the test results. You know, test results are more, for me, at a point where I'm ready to be in a relationship where, if there's no risk of pregnancy, that we are not going to be using condoms because we're going to be both monogamous or whatever the understanding is when there's going to be exchange of fluids. Mm. <laughs> and so that's why at that time we want the results back and want to see that it's negative before you exp- you know, expose yourself uh, or your body to um, without barrier. But always from condoms, you know, from day one, you can go ahead and the test can be brewing and results might not be back. But yes, um, but condoms are very important too. Even when you have the test result, unless you both are really ready to, you know, not use condoms, that's when those tests are definitely going to come in handy. But if they want to speed it up, you got to get the testing. And you can always say like, okay, I understand that you you are on this timeline, but I'll feel most comfortable if I get the test done by you and me and have the results back or at least get the testing done. Mm-hmm. 
And in your experience, how how has that conversation gone for you and the response been for like this type of request? I feel, I mean, and now I could be just generalizing us, but it's always the man who wants to speed things up a little bit and we're a little bit like, no, no, what's the hurry? Let's just, you know, let's just see uh, where this goes. (laughs) Let's just see. Let's just, results are. <laughs> yeah, let's just wait for the results. But yeah, it um it has happened previously, and I just basically told them like, hey, you know, here's so <laughs> I happen to work in an STD clinic, so you can get tested tomorrow. You know, there is there is no lines here. You this is I would probably I, I I would promise to not you know clock in <laughs> when you come. <laughs> I promise not to look at your results because I'm HIPAA. <laughs> but yeah, but you know. If if you want to move that fast, then go get tested tomorrow. It's quite accessible. They can go to an urgent care. Okay, so um, yeah, the county, county clinic. Mm-hmm. There's yeah, we don't have to wait to see your doctor to get these tests done. Like you know, you can just go to health department, and all the STDs, HIV testing is free and done at the health department. And Talika, the ones that you can just do online, are they just as effective? Do you think? Yes. So uh, the technology has evolved a lot, especially with the COVID times. You actually can get home testing for HIV or a quick test, and it is 99% effective. So those tests are effective. I mean, if you don't collect the sample well, or I mean, there's always the human error part, but the test itself is good. Because we did in COVID times, we were sending our patients who were not able to come in or were scared to come in because of COVID. We were sending them the STD testing uh, home kits. And they were returning back and we were finding them positive also. So they're pretty effective. Okay. So going back to what you were saying before in terms of the rising rates, was that during post-pandemic, you know, during that time frame, or was it even you found that um, before the, uh, the pandemic started? Good question. So you know what? I We definitely had lower testing during COVID times. So some patients, you know, if they can't come in the clinic and, you know, we were sending this to home, sometimes we would never get the kids back, you know, so when they were there in clinic, we're definitely testing them. So definitely the testing rate had gotten down during COVID. So when the COVID ended and everybody started coming in, we just saw like this surge of STIs. And I think it has something to do with not being diagnosed on time and then coming later and being diagnosed. So I don't think people stopped having sex during COVID, to be honest. It, it I kind of feel like they had more sex. You know what? They were. Yes. Yes. Or breaking up. They're, they're either having more sex or they're breaking up more. Yes. Or breakup sex. Right? Any of the above? Yeah, and breaking up sex? doesn't mean really more sex, actually. There's makeup sex, right? The There's side. breakup sex. Uh, but yeah, no, I, I really feel that the sex part didn't stop necessarily in pandemic. It might have slowed down, but then I think it might even average out, to be honest. Hmm. Yeah, and how often do you recommend STD testing? What are the guidelines? I mean, you know, like every new relationship, every new relationship. I mean, I, I personally, I do it before and also after, you know, sometimes, you know, after like during the breakup, after the breakup, there's a loss of trust there. And there's time, there's a little time period, you know, before a breakup when things are not well, things are not going right. And then, you know, sometimes people will act out of their character or, sometimes out of spite or whatever the reason is. So I always get tested before a new relationship as well as after. 
Great recommendations. Because yeah. every, I mean, uh, it's a very good question because every um, organism comes about at their own timeline, right? So, yes. but, you know, instead of, to me, in my head, I would want to chase every single timeline and just make it fall in line. But you're saying just do it before just and do after, it. Just you know, do, as just before do after every encounter. I would even do, to be honest, like I am HB vaccinated and the H, so there's, we call it the STD vaccine. So hepatitis A, hepatitis B, and HPV vaccines. We call it the sexually transmitted disease vaccines, prevention vaccines. So definitely get those vaccines done. Not for yourself. Also, like if the partners, a lot of older partners who might not have had the hepatitis A and B vaccine, but always recommended, you know, why not protect yourself from hepatitis virus, especially if you travel to Mexico or something and get hepatitis A, you know, from foodborne illnesses. And so like, you know, get hepatitis A, hepatitis B vaccine and HPV vaccine. But now if you did not get HPV vaccine and you are, you are having, you know, a new partner, you are at risk of getting HPV. Definitely get yourself tested as a woman, get yourself tested with your cervical pap and HPV testing smeared on because you might have acquired HPV infection with this new partner. And there's no other testing for HPV other than actually, you know, with cervical pap smear, HPV testing. There's nothing for males. You know, you you just find out when you get a genital ward <laughs> or cancer. Like, oh, hello. Oh, oh my, yeah. I, I'm, I'm really glad you brought up. Also, um, it's not just the cervical cancer, right? Or the wards. Oral cancer or pharyngeal cancer is now coming up. And a lot of HPV, you know, cases are coming up with just oral or uh, pharyngeal cancer. It's from oral sex. So the same HPV virus, you know, oral genital, you know, connection. So it's the HPV vaccination like now is approved till 45 years of age. A lot of us are in that age group. Definitely get the vaccine, whether you're a male or a female. And then also, if you say like, well, you know, I might have been exposed to HPV already because and I got an HPV testing done and it was negative for a woman. Well, guess what? The vaccine has way more serotypes and covers way more HPV types than what you would have acquired, you know, in nature as an infection. So definitely vaccinate yourself and get immune to those serotypes that are actually in the vaccine, HPV vaccine. So definitely recommend it. If you haven't got the vaccine and you think like, oh, I'm too old to get HPV, just get it if you're 45 and under. Can you briefly go over uh, sort of the, the recommendation on how, you know, timeline wise and how that works? Yeah, so HPV vaccine is considered an adolescent vaccine, right? So children like from ages, so this is supposed to be before sexual initiation, because even with one intimate experience, you can get HPV. It's one of those viruses that's just transmits with one experience, right? So the idea was to get our children, you know, vaccinated so that if they get exposed to HPV from their first sexual experience, they will be immunized against it. So you start at age eight, nine, nine years of age. And you know what? It seems very premature, but to be honest, like there's a lot of kids they are getting sexually, you know, initiated that early. And so it's a great guideline. It was great. But what they did not think of is the other spectrum of the age group. Because a lot of us also did not get initiated that early and we started having, you know, not all of us are partnered by age 26. So it was like from age nine through 26. That's it. That was the age range. After 26, don't worry about it. You've already been exposed. So no need to get vaccine. So that was the initial guidelines. And then they realized like, wait a minute, people are getting divorced. People are finding new partners. If they didn't get 
HPV from their previous partner, these new partners after the age of 26 might still be transmitting. And then there was a lot of studies done and, and the data showed that yes, adults over age of 26 who have not got HPV or not got a different type of HPV can actually benefit from the vaccination up until 45 years of age. Now, I think is like, now some of us are over 45 years of age and are still getting exposed to new HPV potentially caring partners. Cause you know, there's no upper age limit to stop dating. And you know, you we have even in our WCR community, we have older, you know, members who are who are still dating and who are still trying to date and you know find partners. So like now we're gonna deprive them of getting the vaccine because they're not 45. So to be honest, like I know the insurance will cover till 45, but if you haven't been diagnosed with HPV and you are at risk by having new sexual partners, I would say just extrapolate that and get vaccinated. You know, you might have to pay out of pocket, but I'd rather pay out of pocket than get cervical cancer, to be honest. Yeah, very, very good points. Thanks for mentioning all those things. So let's let's kind of walk, you know, us through this. So you get one dose today mm-hmm. and then what what is the recommendation on the follow up? So if you didn't get it, if you didn't get it till 26 years of age, then it's recommended to get three doses. So if you got it when you were younger, you can only get away with two doses. But like when you are over 26, you have to get three different three doses done. And if you started the right, so zero and one month, month to two months, and then six months. So that's the regimen. But when you actually, if you started that you got the first dose, you got the second dose and, you know, life happened, you already forgot about it. The next one was going to be in four or five months. You forgot about the third dose. And then three years later, you realize I'm like, oh, my God, I didn't get the third dose. Just go and get the third dose. You don't have to restart the series. Mm. All, All really, really great information. Thank you so much, Talika. So looking at uh, the clock, we want to be able to, you know, highlight you and come to a close. And because, you know, you are such a, you know, amazing, amazing, uh, just human being, not only you smart and brilliant, but you have so much to share. So we have some rapid fire questions. We're going to put you in the hot are seat. You, are you ready for this? This is going to be fun. We're going to put you in the hot seat. So, Christine, you want to do your five and then I'll do my five? I, I say we alternate. Colin, we're just going to go go at it. I think she can handle this. Let's just go, okay. you know, go fire left and right. Are you, are you, are you, are you, are you up for that, Talika? Sure. Choose okay. to, you know, and and okay. don't even yeah. think about it. Just whatever comes to mind. Just say it. All right. You you ready? Okay. okay. I'm going to start. Introvert or extrovert? Extrovert. Beach or mountains? Beach. Texting or calling? Texting. Early bird or night owl? Early bird. Sunrise or sunset? Sunset. Sweet or savory? Sweet. Preferred superpower, mind reading or invisibility? Mind reading. Rom-com or thriller? Ooh. (laughs) All right. And last one. Very, very most important question of all. Right way to hang the toilet paper, over or under? Over. All right, bravo. Great job. Yay. Oh, oh, that was so much fun. Well, we I'm- want to highlight you because you don't know who is watching or listening. So it just gives you a little bit taste of who Dr. Tulika is and her fabulousness. So thank you so much for answering those questions. 
Yeah, and you are such a catch. And are you are you, are you ready to Shall we <laughs> let the whole world know? <laughs> you guys are so sweet. Uh, we have how- a lot of very, very cool and catch people in, in our group. So yeah, I'm I'm just in, in very good company here. <laughs> if so you want, Talika, you can you can tell us if you want to share like what you're actually looking for and where where in life are you? Ooh, okay. Well, I'm looking for my forever person. Like, you know, I have done the dating thing. It's, you know, it's like a path through this, like, it's like, you know, walking on the fire to get to that point. But, you know, I'm I'm ready for my forever person. And hopefully somewhere here, like, I don't want to move again, <laughs> move a lot. And I just love Orange County. I just love Newport Beach and work is here. Friends are here. You guys are here. My home is here and I've learned a lot about myself over the years and evolved (laughs) a little bit too. And so I think I'm ready to, to find that person and, and be patient, you know, and not rushing into things and just find someone to match my energy. And there's a lot of good people around and I am an eternal optimist and romantic. So I haven't given up yet. And so I don't plan Aww. to. So I just, uh, I do believe in the the whole magic. So we'll see. Aww. I love that. So where would, uh, if someone wanted to uh, reach out to you and get a yeah. hold of you, wanted to have a chat, whether talk about STD and HPV vaccine, or perhaps, you know, pursue you and would just like to have some friendly conversations and see where things go. How, how would, how, how would someone get a hold of you? Okay. Um, and, and thanks to you, Christine, who have created the WCR community and different ways of connecting with WCR. I am on the Facebook WCR SoCal and I'm oh no, WCR Facebook is yeah, the, the whole, uh, the big one. And then I'm also on WCR SoCal WhatsApp. Um, also, you know, my email can be shared if it's just medical related, but you can also send me a DM for medical questions on those. I don't mind. Actually, a lot of my girlfriends do ask me questions. Um, so I'm open to sharing my information and, and everything through those platforms. And are you on social media, all the channels on Instagram? And then obviously Um, you're on Facebook. I'm not a social media person. I did open Facebook to be on WCR. So I'm glad. I'm glad you joined us. Yes, I'm definitely on that. I'm not a very social media person, but I actually work for the government. I write HIV guidelines. So social media is not necessarily considered super cool (laughs) with the government. So I just, you know, not, I'm not very active on that. You'll see, like, I'm just, I just want to be part of WCR community. That's why I joined the Facebook part. Awesome. Awesome. And we appreciate your participation and just being in the community and just sharing your energy. So we really, uh, yeah, I hope uh, someone reaches out, uh, whether it's, uh, you know, exchanging, you know, information, learning more and just having a nice chat with you. So thank you guys for having me and giving me this platform and highlighting me. Yeah. And thank you for sharing such valuable information with us and educating all of us. Truly greatly appreciate you coming onto the show and also being part of our community as well. And yeah, don't feel shy or anything. No stigma. You know, I am literally like an HIV STD, you know, doctor. And I, you know, any question you have practical or guidelines or anything, just don't hesitate. It's between you and uh, me and it's not going to be shared. It's like very private. 
patient to doctor confidentiality and everything. So just don't feel any kind of, you know, stigma or tabooness. Like there's nothing that I have not heard, I think, <laughs> in my practice. <laughs> and I can handle any of your questions. So feel free. Awesome. Thank you for awesome. offering that. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Lika, for spending the time out. It's been a wonderful uh, you know, chat and session with you. On behalf uh, of Christine and I, you know, guys, thank you so much for watching and listening to this uh, episode. If you like this, please like, subscribe, and share, and uh, comment. And if you feel like this was a benefit for someone else, please let them know. And until then, um, on behalf of the team, bye-bye. Bye. We'll see you next time, everyone. Bye. <laughs> Hey guys, thank you so much for watching and listening to this channel. If you enjoyed this, please like, comment, and subscribe. And if you felt like this was a benefit for someone else, please let them know as well. As a reminder, this channel does not offer medical advice. All opinions expressed are ours and our guests only. It is for general informational purposes only and does not replace professional healthcare services. Please consult your own healthcare provider for any medical issues you may have. Until the next episode, whether you're in and out of your scrubs, Please remember to love yourself and others and leave with kindness. Bye. Bye.